Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? This is episode 56 of Geekscape. We are well over the year mark. I've got my good friend Scott Kloppenstein here um, for episode 56 of Geekscape. Movies, video games, and comics. That's what you're going to be hearing about. News and reviews over the next hour. Um, This guy is one of the biggest geeks I've ever met in my entire life. We met back in 1997 when I was a freshman in college and got onto his tour bus and... I don't know what... I've heard this story like 80 yeah, zillion yeah, yeah, times. Yeah. Every time yeah. someone new meets because, me. Because it really pisses me off. Uh, the, <laughs> the rock stars think that they can get away with mistreating things uh, that, that we actually have to save enough money to buy. Women, cars, hotel rooms. You got way too much money at an early age, didn't you? I did, actually. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. so I, I got to see Real Big Fish. Um, and I go to their tour bus. And in the back, you guys are playing like play, play, PlayStation... Yeah, and probably either a... 1997. 1997, were we playing in 97? Medal of Honor, maybe? Whatever. Something. All I know is you were like, check it out, dude. Kevin Smith's first issue of Daredevil. And he pulled out what looked to be a pirate map. <laughs> 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 because it wasn't bagged. It wasn't boarded yeah. like this. Bag, board. Yeah, that's how I keep my books. Uh, he pulled out this thing, and I was like, oh, that's great. I'm you guys had a savage. tissue paper? What's going on here? Um, and you were so proud that you had num- issue number one, yeah. um, which is now in a gutter somewhere getting eaten by rats. Yeah. <laughs> and then we didn't meet again until I did your video. I had problems with perspective at that point due to uh, uh, artificial enhancements on reality. Slow. That, 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 that is what your counselor told <laughs> you. Yeah, that's, that's what it says. Don't on my... call it drugs. No. Because then, you know, people think negatively of you. Right. But really, it's like, dude, you drop that much money on an 18-year-old kid when he's bought all the PS3s, when he's bought all the video games and stuff, there's, like, more, like, stimulation he needs because he's an 18-year-old kid, you know? He needs stimulation. Uh, If he's not going to buy whores with it, he's probably going to buy drugs. Mm. It's true. Did you get any whores? No, no, no. 
Oh. Because you got to pay a lot to to make sure they don't have an Adam's apple. Oh, God. That's really what the expense of prostitution is for. You know? Because prostitution, period, is not about paying for sex. It's paying for them to leave afterwards. Oh, okay. And then the extra money is for the loss of the Adam's apple. Unless Ugh. that's what you're into. And I'm not passing judgment. I'm just saying that's... So shaving it down. Shaving it, shaving yeah. Either have an operation yeah. to to take care of things that are lumpy. Oh, <laughs> so you're fine with it as long as it's gone. Right, as long as there's no lumpiness. Okay. Has the band been like, you know, uh, how are you guys doing as a band now? Uh, good. I mean, everyone's still living. <laughs> um, touring is still good. We played a show or five, a bunch. Uh huh. People show up. You guys are about up, to go to Europe. About to go to Europe. Um, European listeners, you for, guys can check them out. Yeah, yeah. For two months. Mm-hmm. You know, I get actually a break in, in near the end of it for a week because my older brother's getting married. So I get to fly back here to L.A. and then fly back to Stockholm, wherever it is. But it's going to be well, a long tour. It's going to be a long flight. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get to go from Copenhagen to uh, London, London to L.A. And then on the way back, I go from London to Chicago, Chicago to Brussels, and Brussels to Stockholm. London to Chicago, really? Los Angeles. Yeah, Los Angeles. Um, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so you're doing the Real Big Fish. So in case anybody wants to fly with me. You're, you're doing the Real Big Fish thing. You're writing your own music. Yeah. I have a... When I was out living here, uh, I had a band called the Littlest Man Band, mm-hmm. which you can still get on iTunes if you're into that sort of thing. Um, music. But, um, and then, so, but when I moved to New York, it's... Little more difficult to put a band together because you right. got to pay like $60 for three hours of practice space, and then everybody who is good enough to play with wants to get paid as well. And then finding a place to play, and it's just kind of a nightmare. So I started um, working on a musical with a friend of mine that I met out there named Brian Taylor, who's this young guy who's really good. He's brilliant. Like he's, VJ. He's, he's like VJ. He's, he's a brilliant producer, uh, engineer. He's one of those guys that, like, computers and arranging and all that stuff makes sense to him. He builds his own, like, Pro Tools plugins. He's what? psychotic. But he's this kid I met who goes to NYU. I can't even fix our forums. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as of the taping of this episode, our forums, for some reason, have some kind of bug in them. And uh, you can start a thread, but there, you can't read its contents. So right now on the forums, there are kids making threads that are like, Fuck you, you broke the forums <laughs> to each other. Uh, that I don't know. I, I can't even do that. I, the whole computer thing escapes me. Um, but we're going to... Where's review. the new site? The new site is coming. Trust me. I, I'm, I'm just so wondering. I'm saying it. I'm so I sick. I was on last night looking at the new features page, and it's coming so slowly. Uh, I think... I think uh, our, our, our coders is this guy named Jarrett, and I think he ate something bad because he was out for like a whole week, and I called him... And I was like, "Are you vomiting on the phone right now?" Like he sounded, he sounded like death. Um, Good. So if he's, I, I'm gonna put this episode up. If he's still, like, still alive, the, epi- the, the the website's coming. If he's dead, we're gonna have to figure out how to get a, a website. You know, yeah. in case you're gonna die, Jarrett, forward us the passwords. That's that would be. I have the passwords. We signed it up for it. I just don't know how to use them. Um, it's just courteous. It's just courteous. If you're planning on dying of some Mexican disease, you got. Eating at uh, the yeah, taco why don't you shack. Think about somebody else in in your time. Think about our audience. Come on, they need their website, whether or not you've gone on to the great beyond or not. If you believe in that kind of crap. Um, so that that segues us into this uh, Spanish film I went to see last. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> 
called uh, The Orphanage. This movie is executive produced by Guillermo del Toro. And um, it's a Spanish movie, so be warned, there are subtitles you will be forced to read. Spanish movie about a woman who goes back and purchases the orphanage that she grew up in. And she's going to reopen it with her husband and her son uh, for disabled kids. So she moves into this place. And right off the bat, there's mysteries going on. Uh, You find out that the son really early on is adopted. And he actually is sick. So... You also learn that, that, that she has she takes pills for something, and her husband's a doctor, and they get visited by this old lady uh, who's kind of, I mean... Uh, you're like in the middle of the movie already. I'm not in the middle of the movie. Laura, I'm not in the middle boy, of the movie. The I'm 15 minutes in. He, the boy does have imaginary That's friends. He has two at the beginning of the film. Uh, we need Rufus to move. Rufus, get out of the light. Rufus. Rufus, come away from the light. Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Carol Ann, come here. Bubba. Sweetie, we gotta lock him up. So, um, the kid uh, has imaginary friends, and um, he's got two. At the very beginning, she comes and, and, and gets in the, into his bed because he's scared, tells him about the nearby lighthouse that's not lit anymore, and two imaginary friends. The next day, they're at the beach, and he goes into this cave and finds another imaginary friend in this cave. Which no one can see, right? And all of a sudden, uh, the day that they open the orphanage, all these new kids and their families come in and celebrate. She ends up seeing the imaginary friend for the first time. Just one of them. Just one of them. Just the fuck. Well, what? Just two are really imaginary. Two, two. The, the first two are, are originally are really imaginary. The second one, the, the next one is a ghost, oh. and her kid goes missing. Oh. So the, really, the movie is about her trying to find her son. And these ghosts playing a game on her. Oh, it's she a, was trying to do this movie. reopen an orphanage. That's, yeah, that's, I didn't like the handicapped people. This, um, mm. it, it's that's sad. Yeah, you know, she's just trying to do something good for the world. There's like a whole humanitarian she's going message back to behind her roots. it. There's also a whole like social message that we should teach our children to have friends, imaginary, spectral, real yeah. life, whatever. Just as long as they're not lonely. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, but be careful which friends you choose because they could turn around and then wreak havoc on your mom's new blustering business, which is yeah. totally uncool. And then he's got to choose sides. Well, considering uh, she, her, her kid gets lost. And then he gets lost. Yeah, considering the kid gets lost at the beginning of, like of, uh, of the, this business. Yeah, she, she uh, the business doesn't really take off. Yeah, she's she, she's running through the families looking for her lost kid, <laughs> and they're all like, "Wait, we're not keeping our We'd kid." We love here. to adopt this child. Uh, oh, be right back. Be right back. Right back. Um, so so that, that's really what this movie is about. And uh, if you like Guillermo del Toro's movies, like um, Devil's Backbone, uh, not so much the fantastic parts of uh, of. Pan's Labyrinth but like the really intense intense parts this whole movie is intense from basically the second scene until the very end mm. uh, the same way like Rosemary's Baby creeps you the fuck out and it's just it, this movie is 100% mood rad and literally there came to be a part around towards the end of the movie where I turned to Laura and I was like I might have to leave the theater <laughs> this is fucking me up this movie yeah. this movie will fuck you up and see that's awesome I think because I feel like a lot of, of intense, scary... I mean, nobody's really using suspense anymore. This is not one people. missed call. 
Like, like, yeah, this is not the remake of Prom Night. If, if you guys are listening and you're thinking about going to see a horror movie and you look in the paper and you've got this movie, The Orphanage, which you're going to have to read through, it's so worth it. You have this movie, The Orphanage, and One Missed Call. If you go and see One Missed Call, fuck you. I don't want you listening to the show anymore because obviously your taste in entertainment is whack. One Missed Call is going to... Come on. What is that movie about? I saw one, one advertisement for it. Based... Yeah. Like taking showers and answering yeah. the phone. Based... based, based what happens when they answer the phone? That's they not my ringtone. They they you you hear the way you're going to die. You hear the way you're going to die. But is it an alien? Because the picture... The, the no, advertisement. I know it's no, two it's, mouths, it's but Japanese then it's like... Shit. It's, it's Japanese this, shit. Oh, it's the weird yeah. like painted kid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. meowing into the phone. There, 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 there is a ghost kid in this in this movie, The Orphanage. Hit by a truck. The, the the ghost kid in this movie, The Orphanage. I'm seeing you. Sackhead. I'm telling you. I, Laura and I are calling him Sackhead. He talk. He doesn't make any no, noises except he sound, kind of sounds like Rufus when he snuggles with you. <laughs> You're telling which me. kind of fucked me up. Uh, guys, I'm telling you right now. Come Halloween, this little Sackhead character, Tomas, is gonna be. The fucking Halloween outfit that everybody Not wears. Not Amy Winehouse. Not Amy Winehouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, man. <laughs> this this character... Oh, man. I had nightmares last night. It was the first time in a long time, maybe since I was six, that a movie has given me nightmares. That's how mm. much this movie yeah. like affected me on a visceral level. Crazy. I had, dude. Screaming like out loud. Yeah, Laura yeah, screamed out loud next to me. She screamed out loud. The chick next to her screamed out loud. The whole, the, don't don't wait for this movie to be on Netflix. Don't wait to rent this movie. Go see it in the theater because it, it's completely a social experience. You want to sit in a theater that is responding to this movie because it, it's gripping from oh, the very man. first scene, and everyone in that theater is a part of it. I mean, there were people yelling out loud. There were people gasping. I saw one dude get up and leave. I almost followed him. Oh, uh, that's so great! I was freaked the fuck out. Um, the the, uh, I mean another movie I could possibly compare it to was if you were the, on like in, at like the opening night of Sixth Sense towards mm. the end, like the mood that that movie had yeah, when, yeah. when when the Haley Joel Osment goes up to the door and hears the Mexican ghosts, and then uh, when he sees the the part with the chick from the OC where she's like the dead girl, yeah, like that Who shit fucked puking. me up. And I remember that night I had to go and I had to go and sleep in. It was my last night in an apartment in Brooklyn. I had to sleep by myself and walking home in Brooklyn and then like being in this empty apartment with all my roommates having gone that I was subletting over the summer. I couldn't deal. I didn't sleep one lick. I just captured Pokemon all night. (laughs) (laughs) And and that was kind of scary because there's a tower in Pokemon where you get the ghost Pokemon, and I was like, I'm not going to that tower. I'll have to wait. See, I like that you you called it. I mean, like. Because it's a horror flick, right? It is straight up scary. Because for like for so long, it feels like horror has meant just blood and guts and gore. And then now, especially because people are getting desensitized to the violence, they're adding rape back in, like it was in the seventies. In the Japan, yeah, like you know what I mean. Like shit. back in the seventies and the early eighties, rape was all over the place in every yeah. movie because for some reason they could get it in there. And then um, and then it went away, which was kind of nice. And now they're feeling like to shock people again, you got to throw do violent rape in there. You got to do the rape, the torture. Yeah. In the, in, in, and it's in, cheap shots. And the Japanese thing, which kind of was just too random for me, like The Ring. This movie has mood like The Ring, but it progresses. Every shot and every scene is so important to this film that these guys are extremely talented. Whoever these guys, these Spanish directors, this Spanish director is awesome that Guillermo del Toro found. I don't know his name. Not that I could pronounce it if I did. Um, but uh, 
It's just good filmmaking. I mean, I think Lars von Trier did a really good job with the first ring, mm-hmm. but it had those random Japanese elements in yeah, it, yeah. which are kind of for mood more than they're for mood and plot. Right. You know what I mean? Like horses falling off a boat. It's like, okay, that gives you like a really gross feeling. But what does it really tell completely about her uncovering this mystery moving forward? Everything right. in this movie that happens is towards uncovering this mystery where her son went. And the mood is just everywhere. I mean... Oh man, the fucking radiator went off last night and started clacking, and, and I thought the neighbor was, was I mean, walking in her apartment. Like, the neighbor was walking in the apartment, the light, the and I'm like, <laughs> freaking out. So we had to fuck. <laughs> and there you have it. I, I, I'm just kidding. I had to. I had to lighten the mood. How do you scare started, the ghosts away? How do you scare the ghosts away? I take my pants whoa, off. Whoa. I go, little orphan children, if you're in here. You're haunting. Avert your eyes. Take a look at this. You're... Can I get arrested for that? Like, like you can't. For you, having you... sex in front of ghost children? <laughs> like, 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 having, like, like, like exposing yourself in front of a child. Yes, that is illegal. Exposing yourself in front of a child is illegal. Exposing yourself in front of the undead children? Think about that. <sighs> no, they're dead. no? They're dead children, Jonathan, what? not undead children. Yeah, they are they're dead. dead. They're dead. Oh, yeah, they're, they're dead. The... There's, there's no a zombie kid will bite your dick off. Yeah, a zombie kid, yeah, I, I, think, I think zombie kid is even a little distasteful. Okay. <laughs> but a ghost kid? Yeah, well, no a ghost kid, it's not like you can really like shoo them away or like put them to bed or anything. You know, they're just going to like hang out and be like, what are you doing? Ghost what are you kill. doing? You know, all of a sudden they're gonna like ah, go through cup. the bed, and like all of a sudden yeah, they're they, coming out of like you know, pop up your, inside, they your, pop inside up. your chest and stuff. And they're like, are you enjoying yourself? That's cool. Hey, is That's this all right? I just, I'm not bothering I you, am I? I just wanted to have a conversation. If you were a ghost, what would when our, when we get our forums fixed? Ghost balls. What would you do if you were a ghost? I mean, come on. After about a week of watching naked people, like in the shower. You'd probably get bored with that. So what would you do after that point? Because these kids, they like to haunt this orphanage. Their souls are... They play games. And uh, I can't recommend this movie enough. If it would been a, if I had seen it before the last episode, I would have definitely made it one of the top ten movies of the year. It's definitely the most scary... The scariest movie I've seen in like a couple I've years. experienced a ghost child. You've experienced a ghost child? Get the fuck out of here. I was living in Pennsylvania. Ben Dunn is saying that he's experienced a ghost child. He I was very lonely. You, can look for it. You, you wrote about it on the forums? Mm-hmm. No, this is serious. What I, the? F- I, come on. Yeah. What'd you do? My my mom used to li- uh, work in a come here. haunted. Yeah, you, you gotta come. You gotta come. Yeah. Talk 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 talk. So my mom used to work in a, this old mansion in Pennsylvania, um, and it's actually really well known as being a haunted house, um, because when it was a mansion, there was a family that lived there that the mother and father died in a uh, streetcar accident. And left every all the property and all their fortune to this child, Eli. And uh, his uncle was his proprietor or whatever. Anyway, the uncle wanted the money like any good story. And uh, he, Eli not. loved playing in the rafters in the attic. It's up. No, no, no. It's not. It's documented. Okay. He okay. murdered... He mur- anyway, the, 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 the uncle murdered Eli by greasing up the rafters. And Eli was playing up there, slipped, broke his neck, died. So uh, this wait, this, what was the purpose of greasing the rafters? Because he because Eli Eli liked playing. Oh, he liked up playing in, up there, and up he's there. Mwahaha, I yeah, will grease the that, rafters. you know, who knows if that part's true? But anyway, the kid died. Um, the The mansion was turned into a hotel, and then later on, um, my mom's boss bought it and turned it into a business place. Um, and anyway, but you could hear uh, like it, it. The whole thing, like the haunting, is that he would haunt the attic. 
you could hear him walking around in the attic, but he would also, like, come downstairs, and he would play in the bar area. I'm hungry. <laughs> anyway, I was, one night, I was Captain by Crane. myself in, in the bar area that they had converted into, like, this little uh, entertainment room mm-hmm. for guests, and uh, I was watching TV, waiting for my mom to get done work upstairs, and um, I heard someone walking down the stairs, so I thought it was her. I turned off the TV, um, went to the lobby, and there was no one there. So I'm like, okay, I called up to my mom, and she's like, just a few more minutes, and I'm like, okay, as I turn around, I hear running down the stairs, runs right past me, no one was there. Yeah, just like pitter-patter, really fast running. And then my sister also, like, my sister actually saw him. Now, she was like probably about six at the time. I don't know. All I know is that she had wandered off, and my mom's assistant went to go find her, and when they found her, she was in, like, the old kitchen area, and, uh... The assistant asked her what she was doing. She's like, oh, I'm just playing with my friend. Oh, my God. Fuck that, Ben. I'm yeah. done. I'm, I don't want to. After that movie last night, I'm yeah. done with your story. That shit You know, Futurama could do a spoof yeah. on the show and just have it be Leela going back to her orphanage. That could be Dude. one of the new features they do. This movie fucked me up, man. I, I'm not into this stuff. I'm not into this. I, I don't even like little kids anymore after this movie. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to play your games. Get away from me. You freak me out. Kids are the scariest thing. Um, especially this one, man. You'll see it. You'll see it. Uh, definitely go see this movie. We got news. Look how excited you are. <laughs> you see, he goes, tell me what is happening. <laughs> um, this is like my only, the funny thing is, is this show is like my only connection to the outside world mostly to find out what's going on because there's you, been so much time just you, sitting and you writing. You listen every week. I do. Wow. He listens every week, guys. He's a geekscapist. And actually, that was the, the thing that I was slightly... I mean, I, I'll say it on... You know, I'm a little right. upset because of the fact that the only person I don't know on the show... Is Gilmore. Is Gilmore. We've never crossed paths. I mean, I've only met you once you'll, before, you'll, Ben, you'll, right? You'll, you'll yeah, meet him at the show. I mean, we've met. I'll bring him to the concert. Yeah, he's got to come because it's like... Got to, you know... But I was like, oh, I finally get to, to meet Brian. And then also, oh, you can't make it. Gil, yeah, Gilmore's got to pick up his girlfriend at the yeah, airport. Yeah, because he, he, he's been upset each time that we've hung out with you. Yeah. Because he didn't get to meet you. Uh, Scott's so, a good guy. You, you're a good egg. I try. Um, I, I, I didn't like you. I didn't like you so much when you were eighteen and on crack. Well, I, I had to grow but, up. I had to become. <laughs> I had to become strong. You had to become the man that I liked. Um, so uh, we've got this. I talked last week about the Captain America movie being set only in World War II and how they're going to try and make these different franchises or these di- these different properties. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, uh, and then maybe come out with an Avengers movie. John Favreau's expressed interest in doing it. Who, who wouldn't express interest Captain? in doing uh, Noah, an Avengers movie? Oh, an Avengers movie. Like, who wouldn't express interest in doing that? You know what I mean? It's like, uh, but John Favreau's... Uh, I don't know. That's just what I read. Is that John Favreau was like, dude, well, sign me up. And I'm a real geek. Iron Man. See how Iron Man. Man. Yeah, see see how I will tell you how Iron Man's gonna do. It's, it's gonna, gonna be great. If Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer can do well, Iron yeah. Man's gonna do aces. Because uh, it's not gonna have that drop off the following weekend. Wait, do you consider? I I had a discussion with Dom about this this week. What is Iron Man like a C run character? Iron Man's not a C-run character. He's like he's an A, isn't he? Iron Man's Iron Man's at least an A, yeah. or, or at least a B. Okay. Iron Man's an A. All right. Well, what did Dom say? Talking shit on he Tony was, Stark. He was saying it was like a C, and I was no. like, so like Daredevil. Doctor Strange, Dare, like Doctor no, Strange, Doctor Strange is a C. Daredevil's a B. Right. Yeah. No. 
No, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider is a CU level character. Yeah. yeah. Iron Man is huge. Iron Man's had. Yeah. Iron Man's not one of these characters that like has to like stop their series, have like a mini series reboot. You know, the only time they fucked up Iron Man was like right before the onslaught deal, like in the late '90s, when he was a kid. When when Tony Stark went completely bad, and the Avengers like go back in time and they find young Tony Stark, and they're gonna help. And young Tony Stark's gonna like take out older, crazy, tyrannical Tony Stark. That was literally what the story was. And God, oh man, it's horrible. Thank you, Joe Casada, for saving Marvel. Um, so we've got that news. Um, Warner Brothers has pretty much put another nail in the coffin of uh, HD DVD by saying they're going to go Blu-ray exclusive. Um, that really changes the marketplace, I guess. Uh, I'd well, need... They were the last holdout. They were the last holdout. Yeah. So I neither, ha- I neither have Blu-ray or HD DVD, but it looks like I'm not going to have a choice now. Uh, it'll be Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, at least until everybody downloads HD content and you just don't even put things into your player anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you watch any of this stuff? Um... No, I, I watch very little television at, at all. I mean, you know, we, we only have a. I've been using my old PlayStation Two as a DVD player mm-hmm. while I'm holding out for an Xbox 360, and um, and so yeah, we. I mean, I haven't really ventured forth into either land of HD or. The one thing I did see that I was really impressed with is I was at a Best Buy and I saw um, they were showing Finding Nemo on Blu-ray, and I nearly pooped my pants like I nearly like, pulled down my pants pooped right there and just said I, it looked like I could jump on in there swim and, around and like yeah. you know strangle one of the fish or like you know cook like, it yeah cook it do any, it was just it was so it was it was truly incredible but I was I mean I'm amazed that, that Blu-ray is actually um, winning this race because it's like it, the players are like $300 more expensive and considering that you know we're not the most financially awesome Economy at the yeah. moment, you know, yeah. like yeah. spending that extra three hundred dollars would seem uh, well stupid. Look, looking at this recession that's going to happen in two thousand eight, I'm full of predictions, by the way. But looking at two thousand eight as a recession year, it's going to be. There's two industries that are going to profit from uh, the higher unemployment and the crappier dollar. One of <laughs> one of them is going to be pornography. Well, gambling. Yeah. And the sec- gambling is going to go up, and and uh, we got entertainment going up, of which pornography is definitely part of it. Uh, thank you, Ben, for being the perv. Uh, so yeah, I mean, people are going to pay for for entertainment. Yeah, you know, uh, to escape. It's crazy to escape. Yeah, I lost my job today, honey. You want to watch? <laughs> yeah. I just bought. I remember Kevin McCaffrey when he joined the army. He had this uh, roommate who uh, borrowed money from everybody in the unit. I really wish Ken was here to tell the story because uh, he borrowed all his money, went back to Detroit and recorded a rap album, <laughs> which was going to... And that man is... Yeah, it, it was going to sell like hotcakes and get all the... Don't worry, I'll pay you guys back. Uh, so so this guy went AWOL to record his rap album. Good idea. Didn't, didn't answer any phone calls. Didn't any, he came back and they were going to throw him in the fucking brig when ah. he got back. He comes back and, and, and Kevin's like, dude, people have been looking for you. You know, you borrowed a lot of money, then you disappeared. What the hell are you doing? He's like, I had to go see my kid, man. And he's like, really? He's like, and record my rap album. (laughs) (laughs) So Kevin's like, well, dude, you can't just do that. You're in the army now. I mean, you borrowed all this money. I mean, are you going to pay people back? He's like, man, don't worry, man. I'll get the money back. All right? It's not like I blew it. Uh, uh, You know? He's like, 
You want to watch some Family Guy DVDs? <laughs> Dude, that's like the next Adam Sandler vehicle right there. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> So uh, I don't ever know what I, I don't know what happened to that guy, but I do remember Kevin uh, calling me and, be, and and being like, "Dude, his rap album is the biggest piece of shit." It was literally a guy going, "What motherfucker? What what? How motherfucker? How how? Why motherfucker? Why why? Why motherfucker? Why why? How motherfucker? How how?" <laughs> and, and, and he's playing this demo for Kevin, and Kevin's just like, and the guy's like. It's tight, man. I wanted to like it's question. Deep. I wanted to question things. You know? I wanted to question everything. <laughs> I wanted to question everything. So, so I, figured, I what are the most fundamental questions? <laughs> the who, the what, the where, and the why, y'all. The He's why. like, yo, I once took a journalism class. <laughs> <laughs> this is all about that. It's called English. Exploring your reality. Uh, and he was white. Um, so uh, we've got we've got bullshit like that, and then we've got the the BS like Latino Review is another prominent news site, and they went out uh, and I guess started a rumor that Brandon Ralph was out of the next Superman movie. Based is is that variety. based on a Variety article yeah. about the JLA movie? Right. Because the JLA movie is totally recast all right. these characters, but Brandon Ralph I guess is out of. I mean, How, looking yeah. back at Superman, it, it was bogus. It, it, the Latino thing was oh, okay. bogus. Brandon Routh isn't officially out, and I gotta say, like looking at Superman Returns, Brandon Routh was one of those big positives about that movie. Totally. Did you think that dude was good? I thought he was great. Yeah. I thought he was really. I, I there were some really freaky parts in it where you know I mean, and I think this was you know you watch the the bonus features on the DVD with Brian Singer and he talks about like it's scary. Oh, it that gave sometimes you hear like he, he, he's like, is this Christopher Reeve? What's going on here? Yeah, I mean that that was not the problem. Uh, the script was something. The script wasn't great. I I didn't find Kevin Spacey as cool as he could have been. Yeah, I mean Lex Luthor needs to really be. Penn? He needs to. Did Cal Penn run Shivers for your? Cal Penn, my my Indian counterpart. You know, did he freak you out? I wasn't really. Sh- I was like, is he wasn't really sure why he was there. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh hi. He was there to you collect know. the paycheck. You know. Um, he probably was like, ooh, ooh, can I? I'll do anything, I'll do anything. Can I be in your movie? Um, yeah, uh, Brandon Routh, I mean, the dude should stay. Yeah, he was great. He was, he was good. I mean, maybe he's not a big name like who they were going after initially for Superman, Paul Walker. But, uh, you know, he, he, was de- he was definitely better, Brandon Fraser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> remember those? Yeah. It was like Brandon Fraser. It was no. Brand- well, Nicholas Cage tried to do it forever. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. finally they throw him a fucking C level character he and just told. Yeah, he named his kid Kal El. Mar- Mark Riley, who 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 does the show, he should, he, Mark Riley should come back and do the show. Uh, he named his dog Kal El, and I think naming a dog Kal El is gay. Imagine naming a freaking child. Um, it's like really. How's that kid gonna? I'm, I'm named. I'm named. I'm named. I'm named after Superman. No, it's like lions say it's short for Calvin. Yeah. Well, well, well it's it, long for Calvin. Mark Riley. Mark Riley calls his dog Cal, and I'm like, all right, this is semi less gay, kind of gay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not good. Oh, I got to tell you, um, I was at my mom's over Christmas. I don't want to forget this. I forgot it last episode. I didn't bring it up. I was at my mom's over Christmas, and my mom, you know, she always does this thing. Uh, you know, she kept like all my older brother's stuff after he died. Mm. And she, every time I'm home, she's slowly like letting go. And by letting go, she gets, she like gives me stuff. And my brother was a geek too. He had like 
Super Nintendo and and I and I mean I have all this stuff. I have like I remember shortly before he died, he gave me the red lightsaber from Empire Strikes Back, and yeah. I still have it. It's probably one of my most. It is it is my most prized geek possession because uh, you know it's so important to me. So my mom, she comes in and she has a clamshell case. Um, that you know, it's like a VHS clamshell case, and he, and he had all these b- basketball cards in it. And she's like, "This was your brother's. He kept it in his desk, and I don't know what to do with it anymore. But you should have it." So I'm looking at it, and it's all these basketball cards from like '91, '92, and I'm like, "Okay, you had a lot of Malik Seeley and John Concat cards. Uh, great." Uh, so I'm flipping through it, and uh, he also had some. Remember the Pepsi challenge in the mall? Yes. Remember the license to chill cards? Oh, no. They gave you a card that you ran through a scanner called license to chill. Do you remember this? I'll bring the cards on another episode. Oh, so I'm, I'm going through this stuff, you know, just, just going through it. And um, I pull out a card. And I, I don't see how I survived to 29 <laughs> without this card. So I carry it in my wallet to this day. Uh, I, you know, I, I lived in... Pretty dangerous neighborhoods. I lived in West Philadelphia, and you saw how that happened with the Fresh Prince. That was not a good. That, that yeah. was not a good place to live. Sentiment Bel Air. I lived uh, on the on the border of uh, of uh, Harlem. That was dangerous. I definitely heard. I, I mean, I, I saw some shit not Spanish, in that neighborhood. No, no, no. no, no this no. was motherfucker Harlem. This is like fucking. By Columbia. We will kill. We will kill you. Uh, Wait, where did you live in Harlem? Right outside the Cotton Club. Okay, yeah, and, uh, that's a good area. So uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, man, rough neighborhoods. Even here in L.A., uh, there are some tough streets. But luckily now, I have this. This is a Batman card. Okay, this is a Batman card. I remember card. those I things, yeah. dude! Yeah. I'm sorry, the volume of them There's blood coming out of it. Okay. That I have had one card. of those my damn self. I don't see like, how you got rid of it. Like, nostalgia thing. This uh, Batman card is... Uh, Trademarked 1989, and it's huge. It, 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 I mean, I've been back maybe a week and a half, and it has saved me from a couple of scrapes because using this uh, Batman card this is what it says on the back. Mm. You're in the city, lost, cornered in a dark alley with nowhere to turn, a gang of burly thugs ready to beat you up. Never fear. Just show them your Batman card. <laughs> show those thugs you have friends in high places and you are not to be messed with. Watch them turn on their heels and run as they sense Batman's presence close to you. This the, thing is the, going back in my wallet so I don't I get fucked up. The what use think, of the BJ? word burly, like though. <laughs> burly thugs. It's like they're going to rape you. Yeah, I know. Burly makes me think. You <laughs> what do you think, BJ? It's a pretty important card, don't you think? Yeah. G- give me that. Let me see this. This Batman card. I mean, you know, just the other day, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was grocery shopping and I could hear footsteps behind me. And I and I turned and I saw the you know these these individuals frozen food, and I was like holy I dropped I, I mean I was like dude the food is not worth my life and mm. I ran but but they were like come on play and they, they cornered me in an alley and All I was right. like fuck 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 I'm gonna die and I, I started like looking through my wall like man I got you're gonna die like, without like, your pizza like, rolls don't worry I'll pay you guys you know uh, and, and finally I found this and I was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. go fuck yourselves. Did it save you from yeah, I mean, there was a guy with a mohawk. There was a guy with a chain. Mm. I mean, it, they, guy there with was a pipe. There was a guy with a pipe. Yeah, and, and then and a they, guy they with, all a, had, with a pipe. They, they had leather vests. There was a guy with a pipe and a pipe. They had leather. Yeah. <laughs> they had leather and vests. The girl with the mohawk. Yeah, yeah. Girl with the mohawk. With the, with the studded uh, <laughs> choker. Thing. They were punks. Yeah, oh, these yeah. guys were punks. I thought I was going to die, but luckily my Batman card saved the day. That one. Mm. I don't see how the government is so stringent on making sure you travel with a passport 
and you know have a, drive with a driver's license, mm-hmm. whatever. But they don't put a Batman card in everybody. It's not required. Yeah. I mean, come on. I, a, I will no longer leave my house without the Batman well, card. It's value by making a lot. Well, Batman can cover a lot of ground. I think so. He's got a jet, a car, a motorcycle. <laughs> a backpack. He can't be in everywhere at once. Well, can okay. he? <laughs> you know. So I had and to show Alfred's, you that. Alfred's no slouch himself. You know. Alfred would kick you in the nuts. Alfred's a shit kicker. <laughs> I will say, you Is know. a Robin card to like defend? A Robin card? A Robin card will get you raped by guys. <laughs> Guaranteed. A Robin card will get you fucked by a man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like my Batman card. My Batman card is the shit. You get in the them at the clubs. Here's your ecstasy. Here's your glow stick. And your Robin card. Oh, and don't forget your your your, your pacifier. <laughs> um, wow. Um, I've been reading. What have you been reading comics-wise? I actually haven't been reading any comics get the lately. Uh-huh. Um, I've been reading uh, Don Quixote. Which has got I'm I'm, I'm probably like What's that, is it, what is that is the that a trade paperback Don is, is that a trade paperback Man of La Mancha that sort of what is that it's uh it's what is that tell us about there's this no Don pictures Quixote. get the fuck out I know I don't I didn't know how it worked before and they put did it work like, before is it like Don Quixote Ki- Coyote like, it's actually like cartoon from the 80s? it is it's well, it's it's, it's, it's like a coyote and he's Marshall, um is it donkey yeah and um. It, it's it's so far he's it's pretty funny. You were reading the old school Don Quixote. Yeah, but it's got and the, and down below actually it's got uh, certain translations because a lot of the jokes are in old Spanish. Yeah. So they're only funny if you speak the dead Spanish, which yeah. I haven't spoken dead Spanish in, in years. Time. You know, staying you with know. my mother, uh, we watched a lot of Univision, and their shows are fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's all a bunch of like horror, like amazingly hot like women, very voluptuous, like hot, hot, hot women, and like old pervert dudes. And their skits are like twenty minutes long. <laughs> like their skits are way too long. Um, has anything ever been funny in Spanish? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is. Yeah, no, this is funny. But oh, and now that I'm on the Don't show, I can. Pump, I can uh, 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 give a shout out for my guy that I've been trying to get you to read. What? It's uh, George Saunders. What is that? If you enjoy words without pictures, which I understand, I love them both, personally. Don't do it, kids. But there's a guy named George Saunders who is, uh, he's the creative write- head creative writing teacher at Syracuse University in New York. And he is like our generation's Kurt Vonnegut or... or they ref- they uh, compare him a lot to Nathaniel West, but I'm not really sure I, that's always true. Um, but he's just this bizarre, strange individual. He writes in a way that, first of all, his his reality doesn't really function on any type of reality that we understand. Like he'll have one character that that he describes as a television on top of a unicycle with a with a colon. Not like the actual colon, no, pump, no. but the actual inside oh. your body, oh, like I was the sack the hanging off of it with like These are three apples characters? on top. These are his main and that's characters? like the mayor of one of his stories, and then the other thing, like the weird, weird, and and um, but he's he's very very creative, um, hilarious, and at the same time very uh, dark. Sometimes it's very it's really interesting stuff. If you want to pick up a good uh, book of his to begin with, there's a book called 
uh, In Persuasion Nation, which is fantastic. And uh, the main story, he's mainly short stories, very uh-huh. short stories. But uh, I can do short. The main story in Persuasion Nation talks about the... It starts off with these six commercials, okay, that he writes. Yeah, he told me about yeah, this. Yeah, and then, and so, and then... Tell our audience. So, well, for one of the commercials uh, is... It's a commercial for this thing called a slap of whack bar. And it's this little candy bar kind of nutritional bar thing and there's a the slap of whack bar and an orange and they're sitting on a kitchen counter and the orange says i'm high in fiber and, and vitamin c and the slap of whack bar goes so am i and the orange goes no no that can't be right i'm reading your ingredients right there on the back of you and the, you don't have that he's like no i've got it don't even worry about it i have it the orange is like okay he's like well i'm high in this and that and this and that and makes all the and then the slap of whack bar goes yeah so am i i got it too just doesn't say it. I just have it. And he's like, no, you don't. And he's like, oh, yeah? Well, slap it up your whack. And the slap of whack bar attacks the orange with the, the, the corner of his wrapper and, like, stabs into the orange and starts attacking him and stabbing the orange over and over again and then kicks him into the trash can on the side of off the counter. Yeah. And so, and he goes, you know, well, that's, t-, you know, and he starts laughing at the orange down in the trash can, like, ha, ha, I'm victorious. And then, you know, it shows the, you know, the thing. Slap it up your whack. Slap a whack bar. And so it's commercials like that, you know, like this kid's wanted his mac and cheese and all of a sudden his grandmother's coming and she gets hit by a car and he's looking out the window. He's like, oh, I got 10 seconds left on my mac and cheese. I could go save my grandma or get the mac and cheese. Grandma winds up in the planner. Kid's eating his mac and cheese. It's this whole crazy thing. So it's a lot of really weird commercials like that. And then after that, you go into this, the main uh, uh, meat of the story, which is basically that all characters in commercials exist in this alternate Universe. universe and usually who are the protagonists of the commercials wind up being the antagonists like the spring in, guy like the spring guy we hate right him. in 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 the universe like there's a scene where there's this bear the rising guy the rising guy the spring guy no spring. i don't know if there's a spring guy but the rising guy yeah i'd beat him up yeah but so it's it's there's Jones. this whole giant like war that happens between the different characters in the commercials like imagination land Kind of, yeah. And there's this, so there's this big war, and the everyone who always gets fucked up in in the commercials wins, and they're oh. like, "Hooray, we're finally victorious! We don't have to because they have That'd to be relive. the hamburger." Well, they the have hamburger. to, yeah, they have to relive uh, their commercial every day. So it's like there's this one that has a bear, a polar bear, who goes into an igloo in the North Pole and finds a cooler with a Diet Pepsi in it. He goes, he opens it, he drinks the Diet Pepsi, but an Eskimo comes in, so I guess it's Alaska, mm-hmm. um, comes in and puts an axe in the bear's head. And so they talk about this interaction, and the Eskimo has, like, sadness in his eyes because he does this every day, and he knows that it hurts the polar bear. <laughs> and he feels really badly about it, and he's doing it in front of his kids and stuff, and <laughs> teach, you know, but he can't help it because they have to do this every day. And the polar bear hates it because he gets a fucking axe in the head, which I think would piss anybody off. And he's a polar bear. Yeah, and so they, they, the, 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 the antagonists of the commercials go to war to try and fight against having to do this, having every, to do day. this every day. And so they win. But, uh, and I don't want to ruin it. There's basically another giant war Spoiler that warning. is even more elaborate and crazy than the first one and what you just described is like the most retarded lord of the rings yeah it's amazing it's amazing i don't think i'll ever want to read again (laughs) (laughs) after what you just said 
You gotta read you it. You just it's, basically ruined literature for me. It's gonna happen. But no, he's he's a great he's a great author. I'm only reading penthouse letters from now on. <laughs> That's all I'm reading from now on. There's a lot of good information in there. Yeah. Um Well. I don't even know where to begin with that. Uh, I, I read a comic. You know Rick Reminder? You know that writer. He does a, a book called um, Fear Agent, which we've been really trying to get you guys into. It's a space uh, space sci-fi, really fun, laser gun, brain aliens type thing. Uh, Rick Reminder wrote that. That's a kind of a sci-fi book. Uh, he did a horror, he's doing a horror book called Sorrow, which is a miniseries, which uh, Gilmore talked about. And I, I, I like it pretty much. It's about some people who uh, end up in this weird town where you can't escape from. You got a little sleep in you. Uh, I know, I know. I was trying to get it, like, nonchalantly, but it's just going to have to stay there. I just want you to look good on camera. Uh, that that was long since uh, not ever going to happen. Uh, now, now uh, this guy Rick Reminder is doing his superhero book. It's called The End League. And the artwork uh, is this guy, Matt Broom. And it's uh, incredible artwork. But this book basically is about kind of take like your, a little bit of, of the, the DC characters, a little bit of the Marvel characters, and put them on a league together. The book starts out with this main character who's kind of your Superman, and he said, in May of 1962, I destroyed the world. It's modern day, but he talks about how um, humanity always wanted to, you know, always needed somebody to save them. And how, he, how they considered him a hero. And he's like, if I'm a hero just doing what I would do normally, what are you guys? Wouldn't you just do this for yourselves? And he, so he, he develops this pessimism. And the pessimism starts to affect his job of being a hero. To the point where these aliens have come and burned into the sea. And they're helping us with our agriculture and our, our, our crops and things. But he immediately sees it as a threat. Because he's become pessimistic towards humanity and stuff like that so he goes in there he blows the thing up and it ends up tilting the earth off its axis the explosion itself kills a ton of people turns some of them into mutants off the axis that whole deal kills a ton more him trying to put it back kills a ton of them he does his whirlwind deal and 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 gets rid of the radiation takes it out into the or into the atmosphere and um when all is said and done some of the mutants have developed superpowers the rest of, the, of humanity is starving, and now it's 40 years later, 50 years later, and there's a league, uh, the End League. It's a bunch of, it's like a Captain America type, a Wonder Woman type, Superman type, a Flash type girl, and their job really is to raid for food, because like we're at an end. It's a post-apocalyptic superhero story. Hmm. I think that's the best way to describe it: a post-apocalyptic, a post-apocalyptic superhero story. And the writing is just as good as you'd expect from the guy who brought us Fear Agent. Um, the artwork, Matt, Matt Broom's artwork, is phenomenal. Uh, it's just really, 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 really well done. And uh, the way that they block out the uh, panels is very clear. And um, basically, they know that if they can get to Thor's hammer, back in the day, before there were mutants, before the Earth got messed up and all this, there was this main Superman type character and Thor. And he had, you know, Mjolnir, his little hammer. Like Thor as we know Thor or Thor as uh, we know the imagining of Thor? You'll see Thor. But it, he is the, the Norse god Thor. And uh, those were the only two superheroes. After the explosion and all the mutations and all that, this guy was the only one left and these new heroes. Nobody's seen Thor. 
but they know that if they can get to the hammer, they can put away the bad guys. Because the majority of the mutants became bad guys. The majority mm. of the, these new people with powers became bad guys. So it's this, it's this one league in a post-apocalyptic world working against a huge amount of villains. And uh, it's awesome. For this first episode, for this this first issue is just really cool. It, it came out this past week. Uh, it's called the End League, and that's my that's my book this week. Uh, so if you want something that's a bunch of you know pictures, go with that. If you want something that's a little more heady, and is like a retarded Lord of the Rings, but is fascinating and brilliant, <laughs> go with this recommendation over here from our good friend. Scott retarded Thomas. and brilliant. That will keep you reading. You know what? I'm, I'm, I am interested in it. It's just a matter of like going to the bookstore. Like the only book I read uh, this past couple of weeks was the Steve Martin autobiography, which has gotten me like really wanting to do stand up again. No promises on anything, <laughs> because if I do stand up, I'm not telling anybody. I'm not telling my friends. I'm not telling anybody. I'm just gonna go and fucking do it and suffer and do it because like I don't have the confidence. Like I had those fucking nightmares when I last did it. I had nightmares about getting like eaten, eaten by my by shirt. Your shirt. You've always that had. was the big nightmare. The big nightmare was oh here's my stand up shirt. I'm gonna put it on and it fucking had teeth and started digging in my neck and like and, oh <laughs> and, and the, the 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 guy was like right, next up we got Jonathan London uh, and he's like come on up what's wrong and I'm like ah it was like the pressure video that uh, Billy Joel did where he's getting eaten <laughs> by the carpet but it was my shirt. And my shirt was like, and there's blood shooting out, and I can see my outstretched hand being like, "One, wait, 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 I'm coming." And this guy being like, "Come on!" And there's like, a, and I was like, "No!" And I could just see blood shooting out past my hand. It was like first person. Oh, it was a fuck. And I just woke up in like cold sweats, being like, "I'm not doing this." Have, have you, have you you, what, what did you do to get past your performance anxiety? Going on stage, you just have to do it. You just had to do it. Man, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. I'd rather have a camera here and just talk to the camera. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is always, you know, like. Because when I first started performing, I, I, I went to the, uh, Orange County High School for the Performing Arts. Oh. And you get to throw up a fourth wall. Yeah. You get to make sure that the people that are there watching you aren't there. Right. But, like, when you get into, like, performing two people, that's a whole different ball game, you know? Yeah, I'm scared. And like, like, playing shows and stuff like that. Some motherfucker's always trying to be funny. And, and, and yeah. like, the stu- like, it always went well. Like, it went well. It just I just can't get over that. That fear that it won't go well, ever, <laughs> you know. Have you ever had an entire arena of people boo you? You ever had an entire arena of people boo you? Interesting story, Scott? actually. We did the. We got invited to do the national anthem for Monday Night Football. Oh really? In um, like Miami. In Miami. In Miami for the Miami Dolphins, wow. and um, so we had like, I mean. The horn section knew it from like marching band, you know, you you learn it, and so we did it, and then the the, the rhythm section had to sing it. Mm. So we go out there, and there's seventy two thousand people in this place. Not just people, know? but like drunken motherfuckers, drunken. like like laces in, bitch. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we start off, and it's like there's this huge slapback delay. So it's like the sound goes out, it bounces off the back wall, and it comes back at you. Mm-hmm. And it takes about a second oh, to travel. I mean, time. you know, the speed of sound is it's really quick, but I mean, it takes a while. So, like, yeah. you're hearing yourself back as, like a second yeah. later. And it's kind of a trip. But um, So, next time you make fun of Aerosmith at the halftime show, yeah. just give it up for Prince, man. It would sound so easy. Let's see you try it. Nah, it's still lame. I don't know. Prince. <laughs> Prince did a pretty good job. He did, in the rain. He, he did do it was a good unbelievable. job. Unbelievable. But uh, I mean, he makes yeah. it look so easy. Um, <laughs> you 
but he had a guitar that looked like a penis. He did good. So what happened? But, uh, Seventy-two thousand so people. We we'd play and stuff like that, and then we finish. And then the booze and, come. And they started to kind of clap, but then all of a sudden, the entire place starts booing, booing, and we were like, we look at each other. Scar's dead, motherfucker. Yeah, we look, <laughs> look at each other and we're like. What's going on? I mean, like, I'm stoned and drunk out of my mind, so right. this is, like, really hitting me all of a sudden when people are booing. Because you, know? you can keep it all surreal for a while, you know? It's like, eh, this isn't really happening. But then when people start booing you, like, the negativity gets in, and you're like, oh, this is Bad. horrible. We're so we're walking you. off the field. I mean, and we play at, like, the 40-yard line we do it. So, I mean, we've got, like, yeah. some yards of, like, shame, right? And we're like, oh, God. You know, and everyone's just, boo! Mm. Boo! And we get there, and this woman comes, and I'm like almost crying, you know, like. And this woman comes, and she's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "They're fucking, I'm sorry, they're fucking booing us, man." She's like, "No, no, no, sweetheart, the the visiting team's taking the field." Oh, oh man! And so we we're just like, "See, they were. It was because of the. Oh, okay." That's much, that's much You better. thought you were going to have to, like, sneak out of the I, I thought they were, like, going to look for us in the parking lot. Yo, that's my country's theme. <laughs> real big fish, more like real big shitheads. I'll yeah. kill you. <laughs> you just terrorized us with unpatriotic musicals. What year was this? Uh, 97, 98. Oh, okay, it was at the height. Yeah, I mean, we were doing well. It's ten years later now. Don't let that sit. Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> leave that there. Not say a word. You know, it's uh, it's uh. You know what though? I saw a friend of mine at the show last night who uh, was one of the guys. I was in a band called the Knuckle Brothers with, uh-huh. and um, he was like, "I can't believe you guys." He's like, "I don't take this the wrong way. I just I'm amazed you guys are still doing it because of the fact that everyone fit, yeah. who was around when you were doing it no longer exists." Well, right. no doubt is it. No doubt, but well, there's not, no doubt they they anymore. took their ska roots and yeah. you know moved why them how come how come you haven't sat Aaron down and been like dude maybe we should try and do a dance number it worked for Timberlake it's true I'm kidding you don't um, no no I mean well first yeah. of all you know you don't yeah. sit Aaron down yeah you know you just you don't you know you don't tell him your ideas um, what well, you did once or twice yeah Aaron and I actually had a really awesome back and forth yeah you know I, I'm, I like I'm, Aaron I like, and I actually get along really well just because I don't I just I, I kind of just go, okay, cool. But then if I don't want to do something, I go, no. I'll do it with my band. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, I, I really like your musical stuff. I think it's cool. I've heard two songs. I like them. Thank you. I think they're they're good. Uh, how are we doing on time, VJ? Um, okay. Um, we got, um, i get you this. We talked about the orphanage for a while. Do you want to talk about this? Uh, yeah. I, I just got uh, him this uh, CD. For Christmas. It's the uh, Rivers Cuomo demo album like it's all his demos from like 92 up to present i just think that it's good for you listeners who have been disappointed by the last three weezer cds um this out this is actually like a lot of these recordings are like right around the pinkerton time yeah yeah. so there's like a couple little nuggets in here that are fun to listen to and there's a really great picture of him on the back yeah where he looks totally awesome yeah i mean you just gotta remember that they're demos you know what i mean so that you know and, and i've heard your demos so I was like, hey, it's got a like this I'm a big city. fan of demos. Um, <laughs> once songs are completed, they lose all their magic. No, well, to a certain extent, that's true, though. Like, there's a, there's a certain... Uh, I had a copy of this year's model by Elvis Costello, and it had um, just acoustic versions of songs that went on Spike. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I actually like 
the acoustic versions better than yeah. the ones on Spike. You fall in love with certain things at a certain stage. Well, the only song you're going to know off this is there's the demo Buddy Holly, mm -hmm. but the rest are all stuff that were like concepts and experiments and things like that, and I thought those were pretty cool right. um, just to listen to. Um, I do like B-sides and, and demos quite a bit more sometimes because they don't, they're one-offs, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and sometimes they, they shouldn't have made the album because the album has to be a thing. But I think now that everything's being purchased a song at a time off iTunes and albums are getting shorter or they're getting de released as EPs, yeah. like the, these one-off songs are starting to find more of a life. Well, it's how know? it used to be in the beginning of the, the record industry, you know, as people would release, you know, there'd 45s be a there'd be a single, yeah. with, you know, the main song and then the other song on the back. And to tell you the truth, like, I, I think the concept album is great, but if it's not a concept album and if you're not delivering something wholly with 12 songs, just a bunch of 12 little individual, I mean, like, you know, you're just putting out basically commercials for the soul and that, that's nothing. Just put out one or two songs, give something people to chew on for a while, and especially with the fact that music being made these days is very unchallenging. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's something that, you know, like you, you don't need to give people more. Are you not a Hannah Montana fan? You, you know what? When the pictures came out... With her and her friend, I just, I was like, you know what, I turned my back. How dare you? I was you? like, how, how can you act like that and be a child of Disney? Um, how dare you? I want to hear you? a rap concept uh, You want to hear a rap concept album? Uh, I, well, 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 sadly, well, the, um, the, the, the rap um, concept album, sadly, yeah. the, the, the guy ended up getting thrown in the brig yeah. uh, in the army. And, and so that idea... Common always releases concept hip-hop albums. Common yeah, yeah. skits? But Common, well, Common doesn't have too many skits. Like, I like Common because his albums are really great co yeah. cohesive pieces of work. Like Electric Circus and the last one that he put out, Finding Forever, is a really, really well made, very exactly. spiritual. Do you like Common uh, as, an as an actor? No, I'm not backing Common as an actor. Um, what have you seen him in? Uh, I saw him in uh, American Gangster. I saw him in uh, Smoking Aces. He may be playing um, John Stewart. Yeah, John Stewart. Yeah. In the JLA, you're not backing him. You know, he's fine. He's good. He's okay. I, I think actually he was better in American Gangster than he was in Smoking Aces. Well, well that was so movie. better yeah. actor. Yeah. So I well, mean, I, I actually like Smoking Aces, yeah. but and, but, see, but Smoking but, Aces feel like to me they yeah. couldn't make up their mind what they were making. Yeah. Totally. You know, like, and I understand the decision to do that, being is that you wanted a certain style for each team, but it felt like. Like, every time you switched over to it, the switch was too abrupt, and they didn't... If you're going to do something like that, they need to come together at the end mm. to make, an, like, one ultimate theme Crescendo. and feeling, but... We need to oh, and then we're, we need to. Yeah, I think well, yeah, yeah. movie that has Ryan Reynolds crying at the end is... Ryan Reynolds okay crying. Have you seen yeah. the ads for this Ryan Reynolds movie where he's, oh, where he's telling his daughter... He, you know, he's trying to tell his daughter who her mother is, and so he goes back over his old relationships and yeah. tells them to... He just looks like he's 10 years too young to have taken this role. It's yeah, he, really gross. He's, he's a young-looking dude. Um, video games. There's one video game I'm really excited about. It's one of your favorite games, Bully. Mm -hmm. Bully's getting re-released in March with the scholarship edition for the Wii and the 360. It's yeah. got additional missions. It has additional games, and it has offline mini-games that okay. you can play. Uh, but my big, qual uh, my big like, problem... With this uh, re-release, is it still has the fifty dollars price tag on it? And, you know, I, I just feel like if you're going to re-release a, Are they a game, the graphics for the 360? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there, I mean, it, it's 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 the game that was on PS2. They're porting it to the Wii and to the 360. Uh, they're adding a little bit to it, but I think the price should drop. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I like mean, when PlayStation does PlayStation Classics and stuff like that. They yeah. bring the price down. It's 20, like 20 bucks. bucks. You know, even 30 bucks, I would buy it. But if, it, if you're getting a next-gen graphics for the 360, I'd pay the 50 It didn't but seem like it. But it doesn't sound it. like it. It sounds no. like it's just going to be the same game right. with like a few extra levels. And maybe those extra levels will have sweet graphics. But sweet. So well, I mean, sweet, dude. All I can think is that GTA 4 is really getting delayed. Mm-hmm. And here is a special edition of Bully give us a, I mean which will t- which I hadn't played Bully you liked it a lot yeah I like Bully I, I, I hadn't no played GTA. it it's no, no GTA but maybe it'll tide me do you think it'll it would tide me over a little bit maybe a little bit if you like the violence because like there's only there's only three games I'm looking forward to next year it was the Smash Brothers it was the Mario Kart and it was the GTA and now well, Smash Brothers went gold Smash Brothers, yeah. Yeah, they went gold, so they're coming out soon. I can't wait for that Smash Brothers to come out. I just can't. I just want to knock people off. I just want to do it. And VJ, are you going to play Smash Brothers with yeah. me? VJ is very excited about it. <laughs> VJ is already hacked into Nintendo of America's uh, coding Why, systems, and VJ is actually uh, this is exclusive to Geekscape. VJ is one of the playable characters. <laughs> That'd be so it's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, VJ VJ is one of the playable characters. Uh, he will have uh, a special cheat code power. Where Dunn comes off screen and lands on you, and, and trashes you. You know how they have these secret moves that you can that you can do these combos. Uh-huh. There's a Dunn combo. Uh, VJ is a, a yeah, that's exclusive. What do you think of that? It's good. Yeah, that's that's news that you guys can then. Yeah, VJ is a playable character, it's and he may be the best character in the game. Uh, he's got a lot of different moves. Um, so YouTube. Yeah. Got to tell you guys about these YouTube videos. Our good listener, uh, St. Mort, that's how you can find him on the forums. Uh, St. Mort is this guy, Matt. He's up in Pennsylvania. He's part of our intern army. And Matt was actually given the job of going back through every one of the Geekscape episodes and pulling, pulling I mean, the kid, the kid, the kid loves fucking Geekscape. Yeah. But he's been going through and he's been pulling like three or four clips off of each show of what he thought was the funniest parts of each show and putting them on YouTube. Oh, wow. So if you go to YouTube... Or I guess Google Video because they feed out of Google, YouTube. If you go on YouTube and you you look for uh, Geekscape, you'll find these clips that Matt has put put up. Uh, it's our some of our best moments as voted on by one guy, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I love you, Matt, because we got an email like this week from a kid being like, "Can you get to make, make Geekscape a shorter show? Make it like 15 minutes?" And I'm like, "A no, B no, C no. Uh, it, it's a talk show. We we talk." It's about the conversation. It's about that. It's about being a geek and talking about being a geek. Same as being in a comic store, record store, video game store, movie store, and talking. Yeah. So, no, we can't. But you can go on YouTube and find some of our better moments on there. That's what those videos are for. Check them out and bet them, share them, uh, fuck them. Uh, MySpace.com slash GeekscapeNet. That's where you can find us on MySpace. We also have Facebook clubs at uh good to go on facebook and look for geekscape you'll find us if you want to look cool go to the merch store at geekscape.net and get some merchandise t-shirts free pins with every order i like the tote bags because i can just throw stuff in it and get out the door and you scott what do you what would you like to plug you gotta go on uh the apple uh movie website for the things and watch the uh the thing for teeth like that that is the funniest thing i've ever seen okay that is the funniest. That is the funniest movie. I'm, I'm next to Alien versus Predator, two, which got the laughs that, yeah. that Walk the Walk Hard should have gotten. But. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>